You're listening to DraftKings Network. I feel hype. I am ready to go. Where's the wide shot camera? I still don't, is it there? Or is, Wait, which one is it? It's that one. It's the top one. Three? I think. Or is it the... Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amino Hassan. That over there is Charlotte Wilder. And that's the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I turn around and I was like, Amin, why am I in a dirty basement? It's not a basement. It's the Millennium Falcon. We got a great... Is it, uh, is it the basement? Of the Millennium no, Falcon? No, it's the, ga- the galaxy. This is where everyone just chills, like, while we're in hyperspace. I see right there, there's, they play, uh, you mm-hmm. know, v- video poker on that table right there. <laughs> I think I'd want more windows. All right, we got a great f- show for you guys today. We've got Hype Me Up coming up. Also, Tom Abitzer joined us to play another rousing edition of So You Think You Know Me. This time, our guest is Carlos Boozer. You don't want to miss it. He's got some great answers and great stories to some of those interesting stats. But first, Charlotte, yes. let's talk about rest. Let's talk about rest. All right, I mean, <sighs> okay, wow, he's sitting, folks. I need some rest, man. What happened? Are you all right? I'm a little tired. 82 games is a lot of games. <laughs> it's a Friday. Uh, speaking it? of 82 games, NBA Executive <laughs> Vice President and Head of Basketball Operations Joe Dumars had a conference call the other day, and he talked about how they're really emphasizing to players that this is an 82-game season. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Also said they have a TV deal coming up, and that plays a part in it. Also, fair. Mm-hmm. But he also said, I think it was a given conclusion that the data showed you had to rest players a certain amount, and that justified guys sitting out. We've gotten more data, and it just doesn't show that resting sitting guys out correlates with lack of injury or fatigue or anything like that. Huh? I'm asking myself... What's going on here? What new data is he talking about? And this sounds a little different from what the NBA has said before. What data? Bro, we got data, okay? That's it. <laughs> yeah, oh, shut the- up. We have stat. Look, I'm all for information giving us more context and able to make better decisions. Right? Yeah. We thought we knew something, and then information came out that made more sense. What Dumars is saying, he, he uses a lot of language here. What it does show, but in terms of injury and things like that, we thought that it did prior as we got, we really, like, what, there's no, um, you can't really diagram this sentence mm-hmm. and have it make sense in terms of, like, what is the thing that you're talking about? Let's be clear about something. There is a very real economic financial argument to emphasize an 82 game season. I'm yeah. actually in favor of it. Yeah. I, years and years ago, Charlotte, when, mm-hmm. San Antonio Spurs sat Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan. They didn't even sit them for a national TV game in Miami. They put them on a plane and said, hey, we're going to Miami. You guys are just going back to San Antonio. You're right. going to chill at home, right? And everybody applauded and said, you can look, look it up on the jump. Everyone went crazy about how smart the Spurs are. They're ahead of everybody. They're so smart. And I said, we are in this danger zone right. where teams are accepting money. Personnel is accepting TV money for services rendered and they're not rendering those services and say oh what a genius way to make money without doing anything right it's not genius it's just taking advantage of a loophole in the system but you can't say that it doesn't work and we have data showing for it because i'm reading this from the athletic write-up of this conference call with joe dumars as recently as last february during all-star weekend nba commissioner adam silver 
rejected the notion that star players were missing too many games. He said, quote, there is real medical data and scientific data about what's appropriate. Fast okay. forward to September. Okay. Silver changes his tune saying, quote, frankly, the science is inconclusive. And we don't see any statistical data suggesting that players increase their likelihood of getting injured as they go further along in the season. It is generally, that's a one hell of an about face. Yeah, that is the opposite. In, in the span of seven months? Everything I've found is just why rest matters and why recovery is important. I think there's probably a middle ground there. Look at NFL players. They right. like go out there and then, I mean, there are all sorts of sketchy things people do to like keep athletes going. Right. It's also part of the job. I would just love to see where this information about rest not being a thing came from. One last thing about this, by the way. When you talk about the data available, the teams are collecting data about their players. It's not just, hey, how many minutes did he play last night? That's it. They're, they have biometric devices. Right, right, right. They're tracking load. They're obviously, they know what they're doing in the weight room. They know what they're doing on, on practice days, right? They're tracking a very holistic picture of each individual player in their organization. What's the league tracking? What kind of data do they have that's more do comprehensive? They, do they get the team's Hell data? Hell no, the teams don't share that. You don't share that stuff. That's your personal data. Mm. You have no obligation to share it with the league. So where's the league getting its data from? Even if its conclusion is sound, the math is sound, it seems like it's based on incomplete data. Based on one data point, I could surmise something but as more data is available, I'm like, oh, actually, this guy might have been better than the other guy. It's the same thing here. The league can tell me, oh, we have new data that shows that it doesn't really work. But I'm a little skeptical that that new data is more comprehensive than what the in-house teams keep. I agree. I also think it's convenient timing. And I think it's interesting that Dumars would say in the same article or the same press conference, conference where yeah. conference call where he's like, Hey, rest doesn't matter that much. And then they're like, does 82 games have anything to do with the TV rights deal? And he's like, yes, <laughs> it's like, which it like, he, which, it's a little convenient to me, to me. I Those think, are separate things. Yeah. I think, I think he could have made it all about emphasizing the 82 game yeah. season, how this is important, how we all benefit, not just the league, but the players and the coaches and the front office people and media people. We're all benefiting from this game being exciting and engaging and people locked in. I also respect that he did say yes when they were like, does this yeah. have anything to do with the sure. TV? It's like, yeah, he's not bullshitting sure, us. Sure, but you but. don't need to need include all this other stuff about, oh, actually, it's just not that bad. Like, come on, man. Come on, Joe. Come D. on, Joe. All right. Coming up. What do you want to do? Hype me up. Okay, let's let's hype me up. Or listen no, to Carlos can't, just, can't, <laughs> just a thing, Charlotte. We're not actually going to do it. We already did it. <laughs> we already did it. Charlotte. I mean. You know sometimes the skies are gray, all the leaves have fallen, you're sitting around, you're kicking a can, you look like that if you're from the 20s, from like Little Rascals. Yep, there it is. That's the Little Rascals look. <laughs> and you just need like a ray of sunlight to yes. just break through those clouds and bring you back to life. Yes. You need someone to, dare I say. Hype me up. There it is. We are here to be your ray of sunshine. We've each got a right name, a statement, whatever. You'll figure it out. We got names and stuff on our sheets. Yeah. We read them to the other person, and that other person has to... Hype me up. There you go. Got to hype them up, all right? So, Charlotte. Yes. Let's get started. By the way, I don't know if you guys can tell. We're in New York City because I'm wearing a tech fleece, and Charlotte's on the playground, the blacktop. 
Uh, so these are all New York themed, New York City themed, all right? Charlotte. Yes. Your first statement is Nets rookie Noah Clowney boiling hot dogs in the NBA. I don't know what that means. So what this means, I mean, is that Noah Clowney, uh, rookie out of Alabama, was asked, like, how are you adjusting to NBA life? How are you? Is everything going okay? And he uh. was like, I don't know how to do anything. He was like, I don't know how to buy a laundry basket. I can't cook. I'm boiling noodles and hot dogs. Can't stress over which can't And control. to this I say, Noah, you are doing it right. Mm. This is how you become an adult. You eat hot dogs every day until you're like, Yo. maybe I should learn how to cook for myself. I think you are you are actually a step ahead because most people would just order them um i think you're actually adjusting very well also hot dogs a lot of protein yeah the hot dogs get a bad rap i love hot dogs i am maybe the foremost hot dog defender if i search hot dogs in my photos app i want to show you something i kind of feel like uh joey chestnut is the foremost hot dog defender and okay. maybe kobayashi is number two okay. but then charlotte wilder but i have i have 72 photos of of hot dogs what? in my phone Oh my god. Can you see this? Yeah. <laughs> like Noah, I you are you are you are doing Why it. Why are you taking so many pictures of hot dogs? I try to take a picture of every hot dog I eat. Why? For posterity. You're strange. You're a very strange person. <laughs> I don't know. It took you I that know. long. No, I don't know if you want to listen to her. So I'm gonna throw that out there. Uh, all right, Amin, are you ready? Yeah. Uh, Dante Divincenzo mm -hmm. salvages his Knicks preseason debut after quote bumpy start. First of all, shout out to Dante Divincenzo, who Dan Levitard called the Italian because he thought he was like straight from Italy as opposed to Delaware or wherever he's from. None of this matters. It's the preseason. Have a bumpy start. Go ahead. Try some new things. Shoot left-handed all game long, right? It doesn't matter, right? The most important thing is that you're there with your buddies Josh and Jalen, and the three of you guys are going to save the Knicks. That's right. I'm saying it right now. The Knicks season, disaster versus success, hinges on the three guys from Villanova. God knows you're the only ones. Maybe there's a couple other guys on the roster who know how to play. I'm not saying... Talented, you got talent on the roster, but in terms of knowing what to do and when to do it, it's you, Dante. It's you, Jalen, and Josh. So you guys have an immense responsibility. But I trust you. I know when the lights are bright, kind of like it is in this studio, hey. you'll show up. Wow, that was really nice. I know. That's how you hype people up, Charlotte. Okay, I'm learning. All right, Charlotte. Mikhail Bridges. That's <gasps> it. There's no, there's no exposition. There's just Mikhail Bridges' name. Hype him up. Mikhail. You have this mischievous, infectious energy at media day, I mean. Mm -hmm. This guy was like, he came in early. He like came into the, the room at the wrong time. And then he was laughing with reporters and then like just easily like went back out and then came back in. Yeah. And he is ready to be a leader. He has said, Mikhail, sorry, I'm going to talk to you. You have said that you're ready to be a leader. You said who wouldn't want this role? Well, Mikhail, a lot of people. It takes a big man to step up and lead a team and want to lead a team because that means you take responsibility when things go wrong. And you are you are up to that challenge. Um, I couldn't be more excited. This is your year. You should be feeling really good right now, my dude. Oh, there it is. Was that a good one? Yeah, she slipped into my dude in yeah, there. Yeah, awesome. yeah. All right. No, you know, Mikhail Bridges, man. Like, that's got to be the easiest person I, I know. Have, right? He's so lovely. I mean, your name is Julius Randall. <laughs> Julius, I think you're poised for a breakout season, which is kind of odd because you were all NBA and an all star last year. And one might say, wait, how could you break out beyond that? But here's what I'm going to say, Julius. 
And I'm not going to contradict myself from earlier. Watch this. All your life, you've played on rosters that were very disorganized, that had a bunch of guys that were doing their own thing. So what were you going to do? You were going to do your own thing. You are your environment, pretty much. Well, now the Knicks have put together an environment that makes it easier to do the right things, to eat your vegetables, your basketball vegetables, because you desire a level of success beyond the individual. Yes, you were an all-star. Yes, you were all-NBA. But you want more than that. You want team success. You want to take this team back to the conference finals for the first time since the year 2000. That's right. I feel like I need Andy Richter in a hood and someone in a, in a very high pitch voice. In the year 2000. Well, you did it for yourself. I did. But the point is, Julius, it's all there for you if you just follow these easy steps. Now I feel like I'm talking to my kids because I tell them all the time, look, I swear to God, if you just clean your room, do your homework, get good grades, that's it. You can do whatever you want. You can play video games all night long. I don't care as long as you do these things. And then inevitably, they never do those things. And so I got to be the bad guy. But Julius, you're not my son. You're a grown ass man. And I know you're going to do the right thing. Charlotte. Yes. Your third and final name. Yeah. Dennis Smith Jr is gonna shine with the Nets. It's a 16 in seven NBA seasons. Dennis, yes, you are gonna shine with the Nets. You know why? Because you just wanna play basketball, my dude. When you were with the Knicks, you requested to be sent down to the G League just so you could play. This man wants to hoop and he is ready. And he said at media day, he was like, look, I can be the defense that this team needs. He also said that he didn't bring his car. I thought that was very interesting, smart. He's playing. He's he's living smart and he's playing smart. He also said though that he's never going to take the subway again. So, I guess it's an Uber situation. Um, but Dennis, he he's funny. He's humble. He's down to earth. He between you and Mikhail, I don't know. Am I a Nets fan? There's an argument that the most likable team in the NBA are the are the Brooklyn Nets. I think they are. Like and when you go down the roster, yeah. Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Nick Claxton. These guys are all exude kind of likability. Also, Dennis Smith Jr. likes to dunk on people. He does. He likes to dunk on people a lot. Yeah. I believe his words are, anybody could get it, so. <laughs> Evan Fournier fighting for minutes in Nick's rotation. Uh, mon frère. Qu'est-ce qui se passe? Ouais, c'est bien ça. Okay, okay. D'accord, d'accord. That's the only French I can speak right now. I was going to say, have you been hiding the fact that you actually speak I, French? I speak like maybe four or five French statements that makes me sound like I can speak French. So That was the, really the good. The first time I met Boris Dia, I went into it and he was like, oh, this is great. You speak French. And he goes like into this long diatribe and I'm like, oh, let me stop it there, buddy. <laughs> Evan, here's the deal, man. You repped your country for the World Cup. It didn't work out the kind of way you wanted. Joel Embiid was supposed to be there. He's not there. And now he's never going to be there, right? You're going to the Olympics next year oh, back thought, in Paris. I thought for a second you met on the Knicks. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's not about France. You're going to the Olympics next year, right? You're going to represent France in Paris, which can, should be such a wonderful honor. But here's the thing. You want to go into that with momentum. You don't want the rust of not playing all year long. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to walk into Tibbs' office and you're going to say, damn it, you know what this team needs is shooting. And you know what I am? A shooter. Shooter, shoot, Tibbs. I show up. I do all the things you asked me to. Just put me in the corner and let me let it fire. Because here's the deal. If Josh and Dante and uh, Jalen are doing what I believe they're going to do, it's going to make life a lot easier for Julius Randle which means the defense is going to have to contract, which means it's going to be wide open what? For Evan Fournier. 
Wide open for Evan Fournier, three-point shooting. So, Evan, that's what I want you to walk into Tibbs' office, draw it up on a diagram, let him know. You've been thinking about this. You've been studying. You're not just coming in like, I want to play. No, you bring value to this team. I believe it. You believe it. We're going to make Tibbs believe it. Then we're going to make this whole damn city believe it. Let's go! Honestly, Evan, you should just show Tibbs that. And also show the marketing and credential stuff at MSG and be yeah. like, see, they like the Knicks. Ah, ah, Let ah. them in. Let them in. Or respond to their emails. Yeah, or email you me back. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. That's been another edition of Hype Me Up. And I think one of our more successful ones. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not. And that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy for the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make six trophies your go to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, Carlos, welcome to the hottest new game show taking over the internet. It's called So You Think You Know Me. So, Booze, are you ready to play So You Think You Know Me? Let's do it. Don't let us down here. Okay, so Booze, uh, we typically lead off this segment where we ask the player who assisted them the most in their NBA career. But I looked this up, and uh, it's just Darren, 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 <laughs> and Darren. <laughs> Nobody and... else passed you the ball. <laughs> he was just so good at it, man. He was unbelievable. Yeah, he had 800 assists to you, and the next highest guy was like 102. So, like, Darren, why why Darren? Like, what was it? I know the whole Carmelo, Jerry Sloan, and pick-and-roll action, but you played with a lot of point guards. Darren Williams was special. Yeah, he was, man. We drafted him in, in 2004, and, and he was just special, to be honest. He could, he could score whenever he wanted to. He had the ability to go one-on-one, but he loved to dish the ball. And we had a great uh, one-two combo out there in Utah. And our, and our offense was so unique. And, I mean, you might remember this, but our center – Mamano Kerr was really a three-point shooter. So the, the middle was always open for me and D Will to operate. And we, we took advantage of it as best we could. All I remember was that damn flex cut, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hated that shit. Absolutely. We ran that to a T. But that was Coach Sloan's offense. Always body movement, ball movement, and he had a lot of success. He just couldn't he couldn't beat MJ in the Bulls, but he had a lot of success with it though. Darren Williams was probably responsible for a lot of and ones feeding you and ones in your NBA <laughs> career. And we know that like there's catchphrases for NBA players like Gilbert Arenas had hibachi, and yours, I think, pretty sure was and one. Can we get just real quick your and one, a Carlos Boozer and one for the show? And one! 
Like I used to even when it wasn't a foul, I was screaming that. Absolutely. <laughs> Carlos, someone said I think you said it that like KG inspired you to do the and one thing because he was always talking and you're like, I should probably do that, get some calls. No, I mean I think bottom line is KG never stopped talking, but at the same time, a closed <laughs> mouth don't get fed, right? So you gotta let the referee know like, I'm getting hacked too down here. You know what I mean? I came in the league when it was real physical. You know what I mean? Carl Malone, uh, Alonzo Mourning, Charles Oakley. So they let a lot of stuff go back in the day. So I had to let people know I was getting hacked. All right. So I got two questions related to and ones. Uh, one, there's a famous one uh, of your 320 and ones. Dirk Nowitzki fouled you. And then you ah. celebrated and you gave a fist pump right into the oddballs of an NBA referee. <laughs> Who was that NBA referee that you fist pumped uh, right in the nether region? I want to say it was Crawford. I'm not sure, but I want to say it was it was Danny Crawford. Ah. Great referee, by the way. And I Danny apologize, Crawford. by the way, so all the listeners and viewers out there <laughs> where we ended it on good terms. Did, did you connect? No, I actually saw him like last minute and I held back just a oh. little bit. Thank goodness, because if I would have followed through like Ooh. Holyfield, He'd have been on the floor, so I'm glad I got a chance to see it before I connected. You've gotten 320 and ones in your career. There are three players who have caused five and ones to you that fouled you five times. Three players that fouled you five times in an and one opportunity, the most in your NBA career. Can you name any of those three players that gave you five and ones in your NBA career? Man, that's a good. That's a really good question. Let me think. Who was always hacking you, and, but not, not but not successfully. I want to say like uh, maybe like a Roy Hibbert or something. I don't know. Uh, not in this top three, but there is a Dookie in this top three. A fellow Duke Blue Devil has really? fouled you five oh, times. Wow. It's got to be like Sheldon Williams or Elton Brand or Elton Brand. Was it Eb? Wow, that's awesome. Thanks for the hint, by the way. Wow. <laughs> so EB was hacking me low key, huh? That's right. That's right. About that. Yeah. This is Duke on Duke crime. The other I two was gonna on say. The, a guy played in Sacramento. All five of them were when he was in Sacramento. Two in one game. You got two and ones from this player in I one mean, it game. Be C Webb. He wasn't locking down like that. It had to be like uh who's it? like Corliss Williamson or something like that? Sharif Abdurrahim. Oh, Sharif. I love Reef, by the way. He's doing great things. Really? Reef was okay. I guess I was giving Reef a couple business a little bit every once in a while. And the next one. He was a hell of a player, by the way. He just was on some bad teams. Hell of a player, though. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, Who's the other guy? You? Damp. Oh, okay. Eric Dampier? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Couldn't handle you. Couldn't handle you. He really uh, couldn't handle me. That's a good point. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, thanks for my ego boost today, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, I got another one here. Got another one for you. Ready? Uh, do you know how many Utah Jazz triple doubles there have been since 2008? I mean, probably a couple. I mean, obviously, what, uh, they had Rubio for a few years. He probably got a few. Don obviously, Donovan Mitchell probably got a few. I mean, even Rudy Gobert with the blocks, rebounds, and points, he might have got a couple. You think so? Give us a number. Give us us a number. Yeah, regular season only, triple doubles. There have been thousands of games since 2008. How many were triple double? It feels like 20 years ago. I mean, it's probably been, I'd say 50. Maybe 50? Close. 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 Well, what's the number? Just one. I mean, I had one. I had one back against Seattle. You are the only person. It's you, Carlos. It's you. (laughs) That's the only guy. Crazy. Wow. 
There's been no regular season triple double since mine in 08. That's right. That's wow, right, Carlos. Mind blowing the way. I mean, they get them nowadays like it's nothing. That's crazy. That's crazy. And what's even crazier is Are I you have sure? the list. I have the list <laughs> right now. Carlos Boozer, can you remember who you played against to get that triple double on February thirteenth, yeah. two thousand eight? The Supersonics, Seattle Sonics. Oh, here's the tough one. Okay, can you remember who gave you that tenth assist? The guy. I do. You- Ronnie Price. <laughs> Jeez. Ronnie Price. I got a rebound. They told me on the bench, they're like, Booze, you got nine assists. I'm like, all right, bet. Listen, guys, I'm going to get the rebound. One of y'all just leak out. And so I got the rebound. Ronnie leaked out. I threw it to him. He let it, he even let it bounce a couple times. Then he caught it and leaned back. Like It was nice. I remember that. Yeah. Ronnie had That's bounce right. back in the day. It, was there like a rule? Jerry Sloan didn't let anybody get triple doubles, or was it just? I don't know him personally. He didn't have rules like that. His rules would show up on time and give me everything he got. That's, that's so, Coach Sloan. And don't wear a headband. Yeah, no headbands. He wasn't a big headband fan. Can you name the other four players that you assisted on that evening against Seattle? I mean, I would say Darren Williams, maybe. Three of them. Three of them. I would say Andre Karolinko. Wasn't on this particular night one of the five recipients. Ronnie Brewer? Yes, Ronnie Brewer had two assists on that. He was a great backdoor cutter, and I would obviously already said uh, Ronnie Price. Maybe um, either had to be Kyle Korver or Paul Millsap. You already said his name in this interview. Oh, Mamet O'Kerr. Mamet O'Kerr had another assist, and the other one, he's uh, the bruiser on the team, not boozer, but the bruiser. Oh, Matt Harper. Matt Harpering. Matty Harpering. That's right. He was like a That's football right. player, man. Crazy. <laughs> so there you have it. You know That's yourself. That's a good game, well, man. How do, you, how do you guys get those 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 questions and those stats? Man, we, Tom. we are digging. Tom doing research out here. Real. Hey, uh, our friends at stathead.com, I got to give them a shout out. They do a great job of categorizing all this information. And and I learned a lot on this list. I have I have so much more we could go through, but we have we only have you for so much time. Carlos Boozer, you know yourself very well. You passed the test. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank might you have been, might have been our best one yet, Carlos. Don't let it go to your head. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Ronnie Price. Ronnie Price, man. Tell you, one of Utah's finest right there. Thank you so much for watching Oddball. And now, a word from your local news station. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.